I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Hey, welcome to another episode of Very Unreasonable Things. I'm Billy Bone, and with me this week is... Daniel Sanders. Daniel Sanders. So it's another two-man. We're going to be continuing our uh, our black and white uh, movie project that we was working on. So on this one, we're going to be talking about a movie that you picked out, which was... Village of the Damned. The original from 1960. So it was... Yeah. Uh, Science fiction has never imagined so strange or terrifying a story as that of the village of Midwich, England, cut off from life as we know it by some mysterious force. And later, at one and the same time, a child was born to every woman in the village. Children that grew to look like this. Beautiful youngsters behind whose fiery, hypnotic eyes lurked the demon forces of another world. They're not human. They ought to be destroyed. Forces put to such sinister use that it became a national emergency. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists, as government experts. Have we established anything about the origins of these children? There is a possibility of the transmission of energy. Let me get this straight. You imply that these children may be the result of impulses directed towards us from somewhere in the universe. What we need is time to investigate. Are you aware of life on another planet? Why are you so nervous when an aircraft flies above you? Until recently, we haven't been able to make our control reach as far as a high aircraft. Well, now you have, is that it? Today, their control reaches out into space. Tomorrow, will it girdle the globe? There's nothing you can do to stop us. Leave us alone. Interesting choice. Um, I'd, I'd never seen it, you know, and it's one of the good things about the podcast. It gives us a chance to watch movies we haven't seen before. And that, it, you had seen the remake, right? I remembered the remake and remembered seeing clips from it. I don't know if it was from trailers or just off the internet. And I thought that I had seen this movie. I was like, oh yeah, Village of the Damned, Damned the Creepy Kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know that movie, you know? And then yeah. whenever, I whenever I watched for the first time this one, I was like, holy shit, I don't know nothing about this like all this entire story is new to me and so, so now i do want to like even though i've seen clips from i, I want to revisit that uh yeah that um that remake i i had not like i said i haven't seen any any of them i haven't seen the remake i haven't seen this one yeah. um my biggest experience with the movie is going to be a surprise surprise the simpsons yeah when there was do you remember that episode where they so. snuck into the, the kids had snuck into the movie and they'd saw, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a village of the damn type movie. 
I think that's that sounds like it rings a bell where they started acting all weird and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, Village of the Damned. This one came out in 1960. Was directed by Wolf uh, Rilla. It was based on a novel called The Midwitch Cuckoos. Uh, stars George Sanders, who played Mister Freeze in the first season of the Batman TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. And then what most people probably know him from is he was the voice of Sheer Khan in the Jungle Book. Oh, Disney. wow. Uh, you got Barbara Shelley, who was in um, I n- nothing I'd seen, but she was in Dracula, Prince of Darkness, which, which is one of the Hammer horror movies. Yeah. Which we should probably look at sometime. And then Michael Gwynn, who was in The Revenge of Frankenstein, which is also another Hammer production. Uh, the movie had a budget of 320000 did a box office of $2.175 million. Uh, So that's all That's all the information I got as far as like those sort of things. You know, yeah, it's crazy because 320000 I mean, you could do that with this movie because this movie had no, like... No special effects, you know what I mean, really, besides the eyes. The eyes, of course, they had that. And two explosions. Yeah, two. one of them was so, it was obvious it was a little model, you know. <laughs> but, um, but 320,000 made a great movie, yeah. you know what I mean? It really did, and they were able to focus more on the story, and they didn't have to worry so much about, all this expensive stuff that it takes to do a movie. It was just pretty much location and props. Yep. And mm-hmm. the kids, you know, being good actors, I'm sure they paid pretty good for them because man, they got those, David was good, man. They probably David, got those kids at like minimum wage. I mean, they were all, oh, yeah. They probably gave them like a juice box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's but I'm some, just saying they had to get some good actors out of the kids. They finally, yeah. And fucking, well, I can't remember, uh, jungle juice. That's what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. Jungle you could get juice. Fucking store. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think they did very well for three hundred twenty thousand dollars. Two things stood out to me, like right at the beginning of the movie, was first off, we had talked about it in previous movies, to the point where you had even like made loud noises. It doesn't start off with like a loud score. Yeah, it was more subdued, quieter, and aside from like a few moments in this movie, like it was a different type of score than what we'd seen in these older movies. Yeah. Um, and it fit the movie, but which I like to score in some of the older movies, but they wouldn't have worked like in this movie, like them tarantula or different types of movies. Yeah. You know, giant insects, whatever. Yeah. This movie's more like, uh, it's a different, you know, that's what the old sci-fi horror. This is a different type. Yeah. And uh, it's that low suspenseful, Creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, But the other thing is, too, is, and I'm not the foremost expert on old movies or anything by any means, uh, but the movies we have watched, the older movies that we have watched, all start with the credits immediately. And this one actually had an opening before it got to the credits. Yeah, exactly. Um, At one point, you know, when I was watching it, I wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe they're... um, yeah, maybe they're going to roll the credits at the end, but I always thought that like Star Wars was one of the first movies to do like the credits at the end of the movie. Cause yeah. I remember that being like a thing yeah. with uh, the, the Motion Picture Association or the Screen Actors Guild or something like that or whatever it is. 
they were trying to tell George Lucas, like, no, you got to put him at the front. And he's like, no, not doing that. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, in my notes and I, well, uh, you know, I guess before we get to that, I, I'll just go ahead and give like a quick rundown of the movie. So, uh, the movie starts off with a bunch of people passed out and the military becomes like aware of it right away. Right. And we think it, it at the beginning is just one spot, but it turns out it was multiple areas across the globe, but all these people pass out um, after like briefly investigating the ministry. Nobody can figure out what it is, but all the women turn up pregnant. Any woman that was able to bear a child became pregnant at the same time, which turns out that in this village wasn't but like what eight people. I don't know. I mean, yeah, exactly. It looked like uh, at one time in a little classroom, it looked like there might have been 12 kids. It wasn't Something a whole like lot. that. Yeah. Not for an entire village's women to Especially be impregnated at once. other kids were picking on these kids because at that point you kind of feel like, well, these might be your brothers. But yeah. Yeah, so I know, right? Like that one group of six kids is yeah. all of their siblings. Yeah, exactly. But all the women get pregnant and they all give, they all have accelerated childbirth, um, which nobody makes too much of a fuss about. Yeah. And then they give birth to all these blind-headed kids that have like piercing eyes and they all grow at an accelerated rate and they start developing mentally at an accelerated rate. And then the kids have mental powers and the adults become scared. The kids are, you know, just punishing whoever they feel like has wronged them. They find Uh, out that the ones that are across the globe, whenever they became a problem and they started trying to do something about them, they had to, so this group in uh, this group, I guess in England, I'm assuming that's where it was at, is the last group that's left out of all these batches of kids that were born across the globe. The rest yeah. of them have been killed. Um, Russia had killed theirs with long range missile. Um, but David's dad, the, the one child's dad, is still trying to reach him. He thinks he can reach him, and then in the end, he realizes he can't, and so he sacrifices himself to kill the kids. Yeah. So there we go. We kind of got that out of the way. Now we can go back and actually talk about it. So I, uh, and the reason I wanted to get that out of the way, aside from the fact that we do that every episode is I thought at the very beginning of the episode that everybody was dead. Not at the beginning of the episode. I'm sorry. The beginning of the movie. movie, Yeah. Like everybody died. Yeah. Because what you see is like everybody on the ground, you don't have any indication that they're alive. Yeah. Until the cow wakes up. Yeah, once that cow gets back to stepping, it's like, and okay, cool, they're going to come back. Out. I didn't know you could train cows. <clears throat> but that cow was a good actor. Yeah, I know, right? He just hopped up. Yeah, so I I, th- I thought we had like a, a, a mystery of like how these people died. Um, you know, having never seen the movie, I, I didn't know. I thought maybe like the children were already there or something. Yeah. But yeah, then you, you know, you find out the the main character's brother who and it's kind of like a misdirection at first because you think this guy's going to be like the main character yeah but, but then he's just like a, an intro into the town turns out the main character was passed out with um with his wife you know and the entire town was just passed out so nobody in this died except for the dude that they had to fly the plane over the town yeah, 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 yeah. During the blackout, during yeah. the sleepy time. When, when the yeah. government and the military is trying to investigate it. Oh, dude, it's really funny. Yeah, like you said, you know, now they're, you know, investigating why everybody's passed out because can't get in touch with nobody in town, blah, blah, blah. You know, he comes up and then he's like, hey, 
they hear the guy coming over the radio and flying across. They're talking to him. He's like, hey, very slowly, he's, he's already seen twice that when something gets past that line, it goes to sleep. Yep. It, it just goes unconscious. He's like, pull down slowly. But if you feel anything, pull back up. You just sentenced that dude to death, yeah. man. Exactly. Like, he, you straight killed that guy. That was a bad call. No shit. I mean, he was trying to find out how high it went because they had already, you know, mapped out this circumference. So I get it. But, like, dude, you just sentenced that man to death. Which my other question would be is how did they map that out? Did Like, did, like was there just, like, a bunch of passed out people around the perimeter? Oh, no. I think that, remember, they had the, uh, the bird in the cage? Oh, that's right, the canary. And they had it on a stick. Yeah. So they would just walk, and then whenever it went to sleep, they'd pull it yeah. out, mark it, and then made a big-ass area for it, you know? But... But yeah, you could have just aired on the side of caution and been like, hey, this is a no-fly zone right now. Instead of having somebody fly over it to find out that it was a no-fly zone. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, like get on the edge and then get some type of something to where you can like have something out on the stick. Get a longer metal pole and attach it to the helicopter and then have the helicopter slowly go up until like, okay, we're at 5,000 feet. This is where the no-go is. Yeah. They could have done something. But that guy just... <laughs> Shit. But it's so fucking funny, man, because like they're sitting there looking so hopeful whenever he is going at this point, obviously crashing into the woods. And they're just looking. And until it explodes, they're all like, oh no. What did we just see? He's dead, poor <laughs> fellow. You know? Right. It's like, man, you knew he was fucked whenever he was a uh, hundred feet above the ground and pointing directly at it. Yeah, so uh- the first thing that stood out to me, though, was uh, when they, they first, I guess, the uh, the British military seems so nice and respectful. I know, right? When you first see him. Yeah. And the guy's, like, on his way out the door. You know, he's, like, he's going to see his brother or something like that. And his superior, like, stops him. And you're, like, oh, he's about to shoot. He's like, have a good weekend or whatever it was. Yeah, like, they were oh, all so pleasant. Okay. But then he's hauling ass down that fucking road in that little car. Yeah. Like, he, like, I don't know if it was just, like, the way it was filmed or whatever, but it looked like he was doing, like, 90 miles an hour, and he could fly by that dude. Yeah. Um, in, at first, when I, before I realized what was happening, because I didn't, you know, when you, you're not aware that everything's getting acknowledged, I'm just sitting there, like, thinking, how are they going to keep this whole this whole town of dead people under wraps? Because that's one thing you're like, hey, don't let anybody find out. Like, how are you going to keep this a secret? But then nobody died anyways, other than the pilot. Yeah, um, that poor soul. Yeah. Uh, nobody died, but then it just became a thing like, we're, well, we acknowledge what happened, and now, you know, the doctor's like, oh, all these women are pregnant. and Yeah, after what, a month? Yeah. And they were like three months pregnant or something? Yeah. And it was like, one, one I didn't understand the time skips at first, because the time skips would just happen with yes. no, like, indication. It was just like, yeah. oh, we're further ahead in time now. Yeah. And it was really confusing before you had a baby. Yeah. A child to say, okay, they've grown up a little bit. Yeah, because there was no indication. It was just like, okay, we're we're a month out from this. Okay, I didn't know or three months out from this. Um but then the other thing I guess that was interesting to me was the fact that everybody just accepted it. Like, there was no disbelief. There was no, like, or let's quarantine this town where all this weird shit happened or anything like that. It's just like, mm. 
Okay. It happened. Explained. All these women are pregnant, and now they're all having children like after four months instead of nine or whatever it was. Yeah, and they're all the exact same looking child with the weird eyes and then the blonde hair. And and it turns out they have mental powers. Yeah. And two months had passed. That's what it was. And oh, I had it in my notes too, because like Gordon, which was the main character, like he looks like he's older than 50, right? Oh, yeah. He doesn't look like he's making kids. And he, he even acknowledges it. Kid, you know, which, he's like, I waited later in life to get married, and now I'm having yeah. a child. And it's like... There are some, definitely some accounts out, or accounts out there of people who were, you know, older than you would think. Very surprising. Like, what? He's still having kids? They That does exist, but it seems like it's rare. Yeah. So it did strike me as like, damn, this dude, whatever. You know, he is pretty old to be having a kid. So, yeah, it was two months that passed. Because I got it right here. Two months passed. What the fuck? This movie is uh, jumping along with time skips. But, so, my, the first thing I thought about, though, was when all these uh, these women come up pregnant all at the same time. I was like, how busy this fucking hospital is going to be? How busy this doctor is going to be? Yeah, exactly. Because then, like, whatever, like, it's, um, because they found out they were pregnant. Apparently, the, the lady from the shop. Yeah. told her, hey, you know, so treating anchovies with peanut butter or whatever the fuck, that means you're pregnant, huh? And she's like, wait, what? I am? I guess. Because I think, I think about it, like, because the first she wasn't showing at all and you found out that, oh, damn, you know, um, they're pregnant or whatever. And it's like, hey, and he was excited about it because it was, yeah. you know, he wanted to have a baby and all that. And then, yeah, the next one is like, oh, shit. You know, every one of their fetuses looked the same whenever they were like, okay, this is kind of weird because you can't explain it. These women are pregnant. Let's do x-rays. This x-ray on wheels <laughs> pulls up and they're going through it. And then they, everything's the exact same. They're all way advanced. So then it's like, oh, snap, this occurred on this day that this happened. So people are kind of like, you know, uh-oh, and freaked out. So then... They end up, some of them are tripped out, but it is funny. Like you said, no one does anything. And I, and I know you meant the event, but even now when it's like, oh, wait, this isn't some type of crazy coincidence, whatever. They still do nothing. You know? Yeah. And, and all these children come out looking and say, you, you feel like somebody would have took those children away to a lab. Yeah. And exactly. studied them. And I don't feel like that one guy in the village is going to have the pull to override that. Cause that, yeah, because uh, uh, like, Gordon teach them. Yeah, Gordon like goes to bat for these children up until the very end, and and keeps like like give me a year, give me this, this, and this. Yeah, and just like finds a way to like protect them. And I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was different in the fifties, but I feel like if something like that happened now, those children would be whisked away. Yeah, especially it's yeah, for real because especially like after the whole the the worry and the scare and people are like I'm freaked out. What the hell is this a monster? What the hell's going on? How did this happen? Whatever. It's months later again, another time jump, and then it's okay. We're having these babies, and then the doctor, like you said, he's already been to three houses, and he's got like nine more to go to because yeah. they're all having this baby at the same time. Oh yeah, and when you see him when they're delivering the babies, like you could tell he's tired. Yeah. Like, that was the one thing I was like, at least acknowledge the fact that this guy's been working hard. Uh, yeah, seriously. But yeah, man, he, uh, they do that. And then it's like, oh, you know, strange. All these babies are the same. Then we do another time jump. Cause they're pretty quick. 
Yeah, because you know, they're you know the well, growing of the kids or whatever. Well, they're all ten pound babies too. These yeah fuckers are heavy. Yep. Because uh, Hayden was a big baby and he was nine five. I was just, I was like eight I think or something like that. But yeah, it's a bunch of ten pound babies that had strange eyes. And this is what they were talking about when they were talking about the children and like their peculiarities. So they were all over ten pounds or at ten pounds. They had the strange eyes, narrow fingernails. Yeah. And my favorite. D-shaped hair. Oh, yeah, that's right, man. That's funny, dude, because um, the fingernail thing was odd to me. Because, like, it's weird that they brought that up because you ain't seeing these kids' fingernails. Be like, oh, wait, look, those fingernails are exactly like they said, so it's a weird one, right? But... It is funny because whenever he's starting to do these little bitty tests and stuff like that, and he checks out the hair and he's like, Hey, this is odd. And then he checks things out. And then he realizes that they are like hive minded Mm -hmm. where he taught one thing, some uh, something or one of the things, one of the kids, something, and then went and brought him to show that the other kid already knew how to do it. But then while they're there, the mean kid, the bully kid wants to play with the box and get the chocolate. Yeah. And when he does, both fucking kids look over and their eyes start glowing. You got to start thinking, okay, obviously there's no more turning. There's no turning back on this. This is some crazy shit. And it looked like they were working together. So we might want to keep all these kids separated (laughs) at all times, which wouldn't matter because they're hive minded. You get what I mean. But their their response to that was to put them together all at once. Yeah. I mean, that might be the call then. Have them all in one spot. So shit goes south, they just blow up the building. Yeah, <laughs> a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. So before we do another time skip, though, I did want to point out, like, I don't know who these children were, but yeah. these these one year olds or whatever, yeah, were fucking perfect. Yeah, they were fucking pros. These dudes like had these kids had the look down whenever glaring, whenever they were like mad. Oh yeah, man, and I was. The other kids did fine, but they didn't have anything on those uh, one-year-olds. Those yeah. one-year-olds were on point. They did. They. It's funny because, I mean, anybody who has kids or has had kids or anything like that knows that whenever they're in the toddler stage and young child age, they can be a handful whenever you're needing them to be serious about something or do something. You know, they can be. Now, these are professional actors and stuff. You know, or whatever, as toddlers. So they might have seen things like this and know how to act so far. But for being that young, they did do really, really good at being creepy. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did do a very good job. And I love the other kids, too, like the 10-year-olds or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I did, too. Dude, but I, they so were, I just thought were the... Uh, I liked them, especially David. Yeah, I did like David. I just thought that the younger ones, like, they had a look that just, like, I couldn't be replicated. Yeah. Yeah, so I... I you brought it up though. Like I had it down here too. Like the children have powers and then the, the authorities just acknowledge it. Yeah. And they seem to be okay with it. Yeah. They're just like, okay, cool. Whatever. You've got special powers. Um, that's fine. Yeah. They're We're just, just like, let you go about your hmm, business. And that's something. Well, anyway, we you know, s- they just don't give a shit. Yeah. We, that's- we see that you're, um, making people do things against their will, but Okay. Yeah, like that was odd because then the kid goes and gives the box back or whatever, and they don't do they don't do anything. They're just like whatever. But they didn't see that as a threat, as nothing. 
Oh my god. Well, even we, we didn't even I think that you're thinking of the same thing I'm thinking. Of. I think so, probably. Well, the mind, yeah, like before when it, we we got a time jump of whenever he was a straight baby. Yeah. This is before the toddler stage. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I said, there was a bunch, you know, mm-hmm. like even to that one, I was confused because I was like, Oh, there's a baby there. Obviously this is jumped again. But, um, but yeah, she had fucking heated the the milk up too much. And then he fucking throws the bottle or whatever. And then he has her walk over and put her hand in scalding water. Yeah. That's exactly like, what I was going to say. Damn. Yeah. That I would take be it- a first clue. Yeah, I got the impression that David didn't care for his mother too much. He seemed like his father. Well, Gordon was like the only one they respected in the whole town. Yeah. And I guess it was because he wasn't scared of him. Because they had said that earlier. And they're like, yeah. they, they would tell him, like, you know, you could be more powerful or more than what you are. And like, but yeah, I felt like he had contempt for his mom. I felt like all those little shits just had contempt for everybody. Yeah, but you know, you didn't have to burn your mom's hand because of the bottle. Come I on, know, man. right? It's weird because when you look at that, you would think that they would like their mothers would be their soft spot. Yeah, <laughs> but they're obviously not. And it's funny because I like that because you would think that that would be their one weakness because their mother birthed them. But what's fucking great about it is is that they all despise the mothers because they needed. There was no question they don't need anything from anybody. Yeah, but they did need that vessel to yeah. be brought brought to brought to Earth or whatever. Well, I don't mean to say it like that, like it's an alien thing. Well, I'm just it saying. was briefly touched on at yeah, one point because like how they didn't really fucking they're trying to figure it out. Anything. And yeah, and then like we don't know where the children come from, what happened, or anything like that. We just know that they're fucking there. And you got some powers. Um, it, you know, we briefly touched on the possibility of aliens. You know, but the kids are like, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and. Gordon's like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but before they all get like put into that, and before they get sent to the school to live together, they have that incident with the uh, the one kid. Remember? Oh no, they, they were going to do something, but they didn't because. Uh, oh my god, what I can't remember what he had done, but the one kid and the group of kids, you know, when they were picking yeah, and on then him, David called her away. Yeah, and he's like, you know, let it alone or whatever. They showed some restraint there. But then, but then later on, when that guy almost hit that girl, or he gently nudged her with the car or whatever, they had that dude drive it to that fucking wall. Oh, yeah, they did. Hell, yeah, they did. And, then, and it wasn't like it was a bloody movie. It wasn't like a lot of people died. But, you know. It, there was no blood. The The deaths were effective, though, because it, it gave you, like, a sense of terror. And it gave you a sense of what the children can do. Yeah. And they had, to, they had the guy drive into the car. And then when the brother rolled up with the shotgun and, you know, Gordon's trying to talk him down. Yeah. They still were like. We know what you were going to do, fucker. Now shoot yourself in the head. And didn't they like kind of freeze everybody else? Yeah. While that was happening, like where they were just not doing anything and they had him shoot himself in the head. Like what? But like, like I said, there wasn't a drop of blood. Yeah. They cut away and then they never showed the body, but everyone knew that he blew his fucking head off. But you still got, even after that, you still had Gordon that was trying to protect the children. Yeah. Um, it was, and you know, and at that point, like I said, if, we, if if we've acknowledged that something's up with the kids, and we know that it's not natural, and we know that they're a hive mind, and we know that they have these powers, and they can make us do things that are against our will, you know, I get that Gordon's 
you know, trying to give him a chance. And he's like, I can teach him. I can teach him. But like, dude, two people just died. Yeah. You know, um, your wife had her arm forced into scalding water. You know, what happens when, you know, like they, the, the children and David, you know, talk at one point about like not being bound by emotions or whatever, but you're vindictive little fuckers. Yeah, seriously, like you wouldn't be, uh, you know, so quick to violence. Yeah, the, if you had no emotions, because the it's punishments like, oh, you don't wanna, fit to crime. Yeah, you want to steal my box with the chocolate in it? I'll murder you. Now, that yeah. got off light. Yeah, but they were still figuring out the murder thing. Yeah, they were just like, I just want the box. Well, if he could have found a way to make the child like, uh, you know, sever a finger with the box or something, he probably would have. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's uh, like you said, they're. They're quick to extreme extreme punishments or extremities, um, even though it's supposedly not being controlled by emotion. But yet here we are, and it seems like it is. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's the uh, I don't know. I just I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just I feel like Gordon may have been at fault on that one. Yeah. Oh, Gordon's at fault very badly because, like, they go to this before they send him to the school and Gordon starts teaching them. Then, no, he started teaching them a little bit. Yeah. But then he, uh, talking about getting them together and asking for a year to do that or whatever because he was like, look, we can learn from him, blah, blah, blah. Let's not just kill him. You know, obviously he didn't want to either because it's his son. Yeah. So, whatever. But, like, he had that one more year to learn from them. And, and just kind of observe them and see how they viewed things and what all they could do and find out as much as he could. But the motherfuckers still, people are dying. Yeah. And these kids are living by themselves, I'm assuming, right? Because yeah. he's only there on like, what does he say, Wednesdays and Fridays or some shit like that? Yeah, he goes Wednesdays and Fridays. So Friday, Friday what are these kids teaching. doing the rest of the time? And who's who's watching over them? You know, what's... Maybe... And I don't know who would fucking supervise them because but surely you've got somebody watching them. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know that you could do that, though, because apparently they have a pretty good reach. So, I don't know. Yeah, I would think so, too. Like, me, my mind, I'm thinking that they know exactly what the hell's going on over there. And where was it? Russia? No, the Russians killed them. The Russians and then the killed Mongolians them. killed theirs yeah. or something like that. The Russians did it with long range. Well, no, they can fire like sixty miles. So where there there were two in Russia. There was there were two villages in Russia. Maybe they long ranged one, and then one of them, uh, they kept because they named off a few places, and most no, of them had killed their people. They were all gone except for that one, the one in like England or whatever. The one that we were seeing. Yeah, I thought that there was no, one more. They, they said that they were the last ones because they talked about. It. They said we're leaving. We're the last ones left. Oh, so after that incident, they ended up killing the kids. Because there was a big incident. They had gotten old enough and smart enough to where they were like, oh, shit, they are a major threat. Yeah, that's we when have they, to kill that's when they, people. That's when they used like the long range. Oh, okay, my bad. And then there was the, the Mongolians that killed theirs. And then there was the ones that were um, in like Alaska or something like that. Yeah. They, uh, it's like blonde haired. Because they talked about it, like all these blonde haired kids born to dark haired women or whatever. Yeah. And they, I think they killed them when they were infants. Yeah, like a lot of them got taken out early. Yeah, and then the uh, the ones in Russia got to live a little longer. And then when they realized that they were, 
you know, what was happening. They killed like him threat. from afar. Yeah. Because I guess their reach wasn't 60 miles. And, you know, and then they were like, well, you know, we probably need to do the same thing. And David's like, not David, but Gordon's like, no, no, no. You know, I can reach him. I can reach him. Yeah. And, and we could use them. Yeah. You know, but and it's like, no, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, they, they killed that dude. They had a brother kill himself. You know, they've, they've shown at this point that they don't care about human life. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't, you know, it's interesting because, you know, like a lot of movies we watch and a lot of horror movies you watch, whatever, are pretty cut and dry. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things like, well, they're, they're still children. Yeah. But then they also a dude blow his head off. Yeah. Like they are. So, you know, ethically it's something. not right to kill children, but these little fuckers can control our minds. Yeah. Kill these children. And they are, it's not like it's like, oh man, we're finding out these kids can do things with their minds, but they're not doing anything like they're just living yeah. and trying to figure it out themselves type thing, right? Like a mutant from the X-Men type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if mutants were real, it's got to be terrible and scary when it first starts presenting yeah. itself. But these aren't like that. No. Like they, and it's funny because they're either one of two things. They're either, well, one of three things. They're either spiritual, it's some type of spiritual thing, or... It's some type of alien thing or it's the next step in evolution. Yeah. And that was one of the things they brought up at that meeting and stuff that he convinced them, Hey, give me a year before we kill them. So I can try to see what I can figure out. But like you said, man, there ain't much more to figure out, dude. They've already done some damage and then people are scared of them. The mothers are scared of some of them, you know? Yeah. And it's shit's crazy, dude. It's a, you know who's not scared of him? Gordon. And one other man. I don't know his name. I don't think he has a name. He's probably like man at bar. But twice in the movie, he's sitting there. <laughs> and the first one, he's like, I hope they all, I hope they all born dead or something, right? Yeah. And he was like, I hope they all don't make it. And then he slams the thing. And what that situation was is I believe that that guy's old lady got pregnant and he was the one that just got in from overseas, right? Yeah. See, that's, so it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's what I thought about that because it didn't explicitly say it, but that was my thinking too. Is like that's why that guy was mad is because yeah. yeah, she was pregnant and so he probably thought his fucking brother did it. Uh, he was probably thought that her, you know, she, hey, she had to have. I mean, look, yeah. there's only one way to make a baby. Mm-hmm. But then later on, it's the same dude and he's like, I ain't scared of him. I'm who we, these? They got to be taken out. Blah blah blah. And who's coming with me? And he gets a mob together, right? Because it's funny that scene itself, right in the bar. Yeah, like all of the men are at home drinking because their kids are freaking them the fuck out at the house, and so they leave their old lady. You know, before they all moved into the same house, yeah. I believe is whenever that went. Down. The only that was the one time where I thought the music didn't really. That's when it kind of just got like regular, like what you seen in like normal movies when they had an angry mob and it just like, seemed like that regular ass like generic music that yeah. you used to seeing and seeing like that. Other than that, I thought the mu- music was on point. Yeah. Um. So you get the feeling that David's the leader, right? Yeah, David's definitely the leader. But it's a hive mind. Yeah, no, right? But you know, but with their intelligence, you know that they would just choose, right? Well, it seems like David's household. I I feel like it was just David because of his connection with Gordon, and Gordon was the only person that they respected. Maybe and so. I figured it was because it seemed like he came from a better uh, background. I just they might have chosen him because they were wealthy. You I know? figured it would be because, like I said, like if this is the one person that we're going to choose to talk to and relate to, whatever. 
then let's do it through the person that Gordon would have the most attachment to, yeah. which would have been David. And, you know, they all fucking run the numbers. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, look, let's check this out. And they think about all the kids. They're like, look, statistically, strategically, this is what we need to do. You're going to be the leader. That's what's up. Like, but you, Bob, are going to go fucking learn for us. Like when you're like, that was so cool. They're like, liked that. Where's uh, where's the, uh, the other one? I'm like, oh, it's their day to be at school. Yeah, it's their day for studies. Yeah, and that's what I was saying before the the kids in like the other country that they did let uh, that they did let live for a little while until they realized it was a mistake. I believe that they were connected. I believe they knew everything that they knew. They knew. Well, they. Because it's the I same like, thing happened on the same day at those places. So it's the same event. So I think that they all knew that were connected that way. I feel like they had to have been because they knew that it happened. Yeah, and they were not surprised. They were like, we know about that. Yeah. Of course they do because they're all connected. So yeah. it's really crazy. So they're like, we got to get out of here. The, um, you know, and it's, and we're moving along pretty quickly here. You know, we got, we got limited time today um, while we're doing this one. And that's fine because we, we've hit on most of the points, I think, anyways. But, like, we get towards the end of the movie, right? And I guess, like, I've been really enjoying the movie the whole time I watched it. You know, I like the setting. I like um, what's going on. I like the characters. Um, I like the way they're building everything up. The The one thing that let me down, I thought, was, was the ending of the movie. Um, I feel like they backed themselves into a corner at some point because the kids are all knowing at this point, it seems like. You can't get yeah. anything by them. And so there's, like... And they had mentioned a brick wall earlier and it was, it was first is like, how do we get through that brick wall to reach the kids? And then Gordon's like brick wall, you know? And, and I was like, Oh, he's figured something out. And then it turns out that all it was, was I'll just think about a brick wall. Yeah. And I felt really let down by that. It's like, wait a minute. What? And they're like, you're thinking of a brick wall. Yeah. And he's like, brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. And the I only didn't thing- enjoy the work. Heating of brick wall. Yeah. The only thing about it that um, I thought made sense was, and maybe they just did it this way, you know, maybe they used brick wall just so they could basically spell it out for us. Yeah. But I did like the crumbling of the brick wall to show like yes. his, his defenses in his mind were coming apart. But the idea of just thinking about a brick wall, you know, think about a brick wall, think about a brick wall. Yeah. You know, they'd, um, he, and to get to this point, you know, Gordon finally, you know, after, like I think and think it was his brother and talking to them and everything. And after seeing what happened with the, uh, the other two guys, it's kind of like finally come to the point of like, well, you know, we can't, we can't save these kids. We can't, there's nothing we can do with it. Um, they got to go. Yeah. Um, if they leave here, they're going to be a threat. You know, we've seen what they do and, you know, you know, if these kids go out and then if somehow they reproduce or something like that, whatever, you know, cause the, cause the that's kid, the plan. Yeah. The kids kind of give off the impression too, that like, they had no like benevolent goals. They didn't never give off the impression that they were going to do things for the better of mankind. They were going to like do things the way they saw fit. Yeah. And the more they get, they, the more power they get, you know, the harder it's going to be to stop them. So he finally, you know, makes that decision. Like I'm going to stop him. And he sends his wife and his brother away, you know, and he tells his brother to take care of him. And then she's like, why did he say that? And then she figures out what he's going to do. And you kind of yeah. get this idea that like, she's going to get back in time to save him. No dice. Nope. Nope. She gets back in time to see the fireworks. Yeah, she's the fucking building blow up and then it cuts the credits like yeah. immediately. And that's 
That's another thing. And, you know, I don't think you need to have like a long drawn out ending all the time. I like, you know, people always joke about uh, Lord of the Rings, like Return of the King having like three endings or whatever, like where the last hour of that movie is just endings. Yes. And it, it is pretty drawn out. Although I love those movies. Um, but yeah, you don't even get that here though. It's just like the kids are dead and it's like, see ya. Oh yeah, it's over. And that a lot of the older black and whites are like that. Like it's but just even, after the thing's defeated, it's on fire, cut to black. Even with like, and we keep going back to it. It's probably because it's still my favorite out of the ones we've seen so far. When you go back to them, there was still like that little lesson about, hey, what else could be out there because of nuclear, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and maybe, maybe that's what happened with Village of the Dam. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't, I don't Toxic know. cloud mixing with the atmosphere. Yeah. But no, you don't, you don't get anything. And there was, this is the first movie too, that we didn't get that full on science lesson. We yeah. got like, briefly, they talked about like the hair and shit, but it wasn't like. Yeah, they weren't. And that's what's really nice about it I mean, is the fact that it's because they don't fucking know. They have no idea what did this. But it wasn't. What was uh, Gordon's role? What did he do? Was he a scientist? I believe he was a doctor, like a smart man. I don't know if he was a, a scientist. Man. I don't think that he was a scientist, you know what I'm saying? But I think that he was like a... So he wasn't a rock star. Like I felt like he was a teacher. Like a doctored, whatever the hell you would call that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Doctor teacher. See, I thought maybe he had... <laughs> doctor mister. I thought maybe he had something with the military. I it wasn't clear. Um it seemed like he could get a hold of them pretty quick. And yeah. dynamite. Yeah. Like, did they sell dynamites on the shelves back in the 50s and 60s? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, all right, oh, I got to get some milk, some eggs. Oh, yeah, we do need dynamite. It's Let me a, grab it's a been, fucking It's been readily available in a lot of these movies we've watched. Yeah, like that's the go-to. Yeah. Dynamite. You would think that that would be a little more regulated. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what happened. Like, Yeah. Like the fifties and were over and like, whoa, we gotta put a fucking stop to this dynamite trade. Yeah, exactly. But back to the brick wall. See, I enjoyed the brick wall, right? Yeah. What I where it was like, oh man, is the fact that we get it. Okay. Brick wall. You hinted at it at first, and then you went back to it, and the same brick wall you were talking about before, like reminded you, and you're like, That's what I could do. Maybe I could think of a brick wall. Don't say that anymore. We got yeah. it. But then he's like, brick wall. Brick wall. I'm thinking of a brick. Him, and I know that he was struggling. I get that. Because yeah. they were really trying. And like, even if the bomb went off, he probably wouldn't have survived that. As soon as they broke through that wall, he probably would have fucking died. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I love that. And then as that, they have that, that overlay, you know, where you can both, both uh, scenes are translucent. So you can see his face and the brick wall. And yeah. he's just crumbling. It is so cool. I like that so much. And then they're barely starting to see the bomb and the clock. Like, God damn, whenever I saw that, he was like, I'll take care of it. And he comes and starts grabbing supplies. And there's a clock, a wire, a battery, and dynamite. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. He's about that. That's that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was cool that you could start seeing the clock through the wall. And then they look down at it as, soon as it exploded on him. I guess uh, my uh, just with the uh, with the brick wall, I just I get that it was supposed to be like a middle brick wall. I just I don't know, it just bugged me that it was like literally brick wall. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a uh, just an abrupt ending. Um. What you What you think about the movie? 
me, dude, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Like, there's a lot of the movies that we've done where I'm always like, oh, I like that, I like that, I like it. But this movie mm-hmm. is a movie that I know that I'll rewatch. Yeah. Like, I want to check out the remake, but I want to watch the original again. And yeah. it's funny because this, when you said something about them earlier, them has been at the top of what we've watched so far. Yeah. Oh, Village of the Dam just did that, dude. That, this fucking movie's good. I very much liked it. Yeah. I gave it four stars. I think... I gave them five stars and you know, I was I was sitting here thinking I was leaning towards like three and a half on this, but I think um, I'm going to change it. Actually, I think I'm going to go four also just cause I think this is probably out of the ones we've watched so far. I think this is number two behind them. I still like them um, the most, but I like this more than creature from the black lagoon. Um, I like this more than tarantula it was uh it was a well put together movie other than the abrupt ending that was the one thing that just bothered me but like it was it's like the first of these movies them didn't them's not scary to me tarantula is not scary i yeah. think the idea is like you know you play maybe in that time period it was scarier because of the atomic age you yeah know, you play on people's people were freaked out about yeah. yeah but to me it's just more like it's it's like a movie you go to watch to have fun and stuff like that yeah. um this is the first of these black and white movies though, that we've watched where I'm like, that's a scary movie. Yeah. And I can see why, you know, why it's held in the regard it is. It's, and it was like, you know, I don't know. And maybe it's the British accents. Cause like they worked so well for the kids too. Yeah. Father. Yeah. yeah it's it, like, it, it makes it even more creepy. You're the only one that we respect. Yeah. We're leaving father. We want you to tell us of your plans of how to get us out of this shitty town. Yeah, uh, it was like, we ain't here to learn lessons. You get yeah. us out of this town so we can spread out and, and start yeah. continuing villages. And that was a quick for their plan to get to that point where it's like, okay, it's time to execute. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, four stars. Like I said, well acted, well put together, good movie. I, I wanted to kind of check out the the remake also. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was much much better than I thought it was going to be. Hell I was yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised. Definitely, definitely a recommend. Yep. So, um yeah, not not as long as what we normally do. You know, we were we were kind of on a time constraint. We we doubled up on episodes today when we recorded, um, and we're recording in person. You and I. It's not often we get to do this. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I've I've got other people I got to see while I'm in town, so I'm yeah. gonna be heading out. But um, hopefully we can uh, record again soon. Um, you know, we got at least one more movie we're gonna cover. We're definitely gonna talk about the Invisible Man. Yes. Um, and then we'll see how it goes from there. We, you know, if we, if we end our black and white project there, we've got our next one planned out that we plan on doing, right? We, we were going to do like some under, underwater, excuse me, underwater horror movies. Yes. And we're going to do like some underwater adventures. Yeah. Maybe three of those. So we got a couple in mind. Um, yeah. Check out village of the damned, uh, four stars from both me and Daniel, uh, both highly recommended, both enjoyed it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, y'all check it out. The 1960 version now. Don't be pissed and trying to be weird because it's uh, black and white. It's good. Check it out. Bye now.